Hey guys, what's up? How's it going? Ryan and Pixel here again with another episode of No Content. This is episode number 147. I feel like we should just retire at 150. <laughs> this is going what? on way too long. <laughs> way too long. We started back, what, 2017 or something like that? Yeah, it's weird to think like a hundred, like 150 episodes once a week, roughly, let's say. Like, that's kind of nuts if you think about it. Yeah, like, I'm surprised that we kept this going so long. Like, we actually said this a few times already, like, that we've always been surprised how we're always able to come back week after week and still like, you know, stick together and give our BS. Dude, we should have an episode like episode 200. We should just watch our first episode. Have you gone back and watched it? Oh, I don't know. It's like, it's like <laughs> the old apartment. Like you have some crappy, like, like scuffed mic. I have some crappy scuffed mic. Like your camera angles all weird. There's like a giant ass bookshelf behind you. It's like <laughs> yeah. super low. There's like no lighting, no overlay. It's like really bad. Yeah, because like I had my camera. I think it was like mounted on um on top of one of my desk speakers, Dude. like so it was like off to the side a little bit. Yeah, and I had this microphone that was sitting on my desk that would pick up all <laughs> of my keystrokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was bad. We, did, we didn't have the stream deck to like ninja mute me when I'm like drinking water, or, like uh, vaping. So like Pixel hears all that, but then in, in post you guys don't, right? Because I, mm-hmm. I usually mute. It, it was bad. Anyway. Um, yeah, so, you know, we actually have a lot to talk about this week. Um, you know, we're going to get through all the boring topics first, and then obviously we have have some major news. Uh, Pixel sustained a neck injury. I don't know how that exactly happened, but yeah. By being alive. Just being, this Pixel being alive, he sustained a neck injury, so... So, so rest in peace to him. But, uh, yeah, we're (laughs) two minutes in, and we haven't shilled the podcast yet, so... As always, remember, rate the podcast five stars on wherever you're listening to this, as well as if you could, please download this episode of the podcast or set the podcast to automatically download. It helps us get out there in the algorithm as always. Um, and then, yeah, uh, that's really, uh, you know, that's really about it. Uh, general uh, announcements, uh, shout outs to the music channel. Uh, the new album's done really, really well. It's only been out for, I think, a week, right? I, I, um, it came out last so. week or something. It's been a long week, man. It's been it's been a very strange week for me. Um, but only been out for about a week or whatever. Uh, shouts out to everyone who has uh, listened uh, to the album. I think we are roughly, roughly give or take, we're at about a hundred thousand streams on it. So shouts out to wow, that. Wow, nice. Um, appreciate you guys uh, for that as well. Thank you for the feedback about that as well. And then we'll probably have some new music, you know, coming out here fairly fairly shortly. Um, within the next, like, uh, within the next, uh, month or so, um, I think we're doing a single and I think Jill is going to be the one that's going to do the album art for it. Cause she's been getting oh, really? more back into drawing. Yeah. That's I was going to announce that to you on the podcast, but nice. she's been getting more into drawing. So she's, uh, she might be taking over. Like you might be doing, I don't know. We'll talk about it later, but you might be doing like album covers and then she might be doing singles or EPs or something here in the future, but she's been getting more into drawing. She wants more practice. So I just kind of mm-hmm. was like, okay, it's a single. I don't have to draw it myself. Probably look a little better. So we'll see what happens. Nice. But, uh, yeah, we have some stuff coming out for that. So thank you guys as always for listening to the music. You can check it out in the, the links below as always. But yeah, let's jump into it. Let's just do some, like just some small, um, you know, we can do, um, I guess some small articles and we have some stories and then we'll, we'll jump into the, to the, the main news or whatever. Um, but yeah, we actually have gaming news this week, which is kind of I exciting. Know, right? Um, Diablo Immortal, they had their, uh, a live stream announcement this morning at, f- at 7 a.m. EST, by the way. That didn't make, I, that makes no sense. 
It neat, literally makes neat. no sense to me. And yeah, so 4 a.m. PST. I obviously was not awake for that because forget that noise. But they did announce a bunch of stuff. They announced that the mobile release of Diablo Immortal is coming on uh, June 8th. But the bigger news about this is that it's coming to PC after all. Yeah, um, really surprising. Which which is very interesting. By the way, the article updated as well as I was typing this. Apparently, it's a uh, the game is launching fully on mobile release June 2nd now and launching an open beta for PC on June 2nd. So, oh. yeah, I, 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 yeah, it's a, uh, it's very surprising uh, or whatever. Uh, they said that uh, along with the standard left click to move control, Blizzard has also added WASD for movement since it felt like an intuitive way to move your character around instead of relentlessly left clicking for both moving and attacking. There's an ability to rebind keys as well as controller support. Uh, though HUD elements have been upscaled for PC, Blizzard said it's largely kept the interface identical so it could ship the two versions at the same time. The blog post wrapped up by warning veteran Diablo likers that the result will feel a little different from other PC Diablo games, calling it a mobile, uh, calling, calling the mobile port an experiment from Blizzard. So, I don't know. I thought that was pretty interesting. I don't, I don't know how you feel uh, about it being on PC. Um, I feel like the experience is going to be like subpar. Like, I feel like we just have, have kind of have to brace ourselves that this experience is going to be oh, yeah. a little subpar. You know what I mean? Yeah, they did say it was a port. So I'm, I'm assuming they just like took that extra time and tried to make it somewhat playable on a PC, mm-hmm. like, you know, somewhat fun because like, I uh, honestly, there's not that much difference between the mobile Diablo, the Diablo Mortal and PC Diablo. It, with the exception of just like really, really super streamlined inventory. Right. Gear, um stuff and all that like so i don't know if it's going to be fun i i think i still think it's going to be majority like mobile game and you know i think you probably should play it on mobile if you really needed to right i think it's going to be a kind of a it's not going to be a very good experience on the pc is my guess i mean yeah we'll see um you know the early beta test or alpha testing that happened at this point six months ago or something like that um you know was basically like you could play the whole game it's about 30 hours 40 hours and uh, after that you start hitting paywalls and battle pass stuff and all this crap so we'll see well um you know i'm you know i don't i don't know we'll, we'll see i, I want to come back to this topic after we announce the next thing but uh the next thing up is overwatch 2 pvp beta starts tomorrow as well uh there'll be a live stream over on twitch and youtube uh at play overwatch where um they will basically be going over the characters going over the game as well as i guess there are drops for the beta where if you have a chance to win them or if you maybe if you watch a certain amount of time or whatever um i didn't update this article because at the time they didn't really say much about it or whatever um if you guys don't know overwatch 2 is a total rehaul of um the overwatch uh, uh first overwatch game some interesting stuff about this or whatever is that oh okay, they said they'll send out invitations to the beta by email throughout the day on a rolling basis so if you don't get an email right away uh keep checking um they said that it will only be available on pc future tests may include consoles as well uh basically you have to be running a potato in order to 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 get uh 30 frames for 60 frames. It's basically you just need to have an i7 or better uh, NVIDIA GeForce 1060 or better 8 gigs of RAM 50 gigs of storage. Um, and if you guys didn't know, the big selling point about this is that they have downsized the party size from six to five. Um, if you guys don't know, the current forced meta, if you guys haven't played Overwatch in a while, is you have to have two tanks, two damage two heal. So before you go into a game, you actually lock in what role you're going to play. Um, and that has caused mm-hmm. basically a very not snowbally, but very 
turtle they call it turtle shell meta because you basically have two tanks which both have shields and then right. once the tanks are killed you go crazy but now they're changing that meta to be one tank two damage to heal which now you know brings to the question okay so do we put in a reinhardt for a, a slow moving shield or do we get a diva or some more aggressive tank it, it's really changed up the meta they claim that this has caused it so that people can solo carry and also more aggressive damage as well we will see how that goes um i don't know if i'm gonna play um, my, my question is, you know, uh, pixel and, you know, I have my opinion on this, um, but I gotta be careful with my wording so I don't get canceled, but obviously Blizzard has had a lot of controversy, uh, in the last couple of years. And mm -hmm. now all of a sudden these two games are coming out Diablo immortal, you know, at least is coming out in a couple months. You know, we have the overwatch PVP beta, um, coming out tomorrow. And then, you know, obviously Microsoft just, you know, is going to eventually own, uh, Blizzard. But my, my thought is, you know. Are, are you going to be playing these games? You know, what's your thoughts? Because obviously it's it's kind of weird even now to talk about, oh man, Blizzard's coming out these awesome games when there's kind of this looming, you know, elephant in the room of like all this weird stuff that happened at Blizzard. So, I mean, uh, you know, kind of what's your take on it? Do you, do you separate the games from, from the controversy? Are you more of a controversy and games person? Like, I'm not going to play any Blizzard games anymore. You know, also Blizzard just announced a new WoW expansion too last week. Um, Dragonflight. Mm -hmm. So it, right. it's been it's an interesting time for Blizzard. I don't know. I just want to kind of get your your thoughts about yeah. it. I mean, this is like this is really interesting to me because like, yeah, obviously, like Blizzard has had a horrible, horrible time in the news because of all the allegations that mm. have gone against it and all the horrible business practices, management practices. Right. I mean, we like working in the in the industry like we hear all of this stuff too. Like we hear all the bad stuff. We hear the rumors. Um, and like it, it really, it really does suck. And, you know, I, I can't support, um, a company that has those kinds of people in power to, you know, uh, make all of this happen. And, you know, and it goes unpunished. That being said, I, I try to separate the, the developers from management you know so i i really think that they there are a lot of people still at blizzard who um love to create games you know they they love making stuff that's fun and cool you know and if you look at like the recent um uh wow cinematic uh for dragonflight like you know the artists are still pulling out like really amazing stuff mm -hmm. you know so they're still putting their heart into it and i think that it's still worth it to, you know, try it at least and, you know, and hopefully try and separate that because like you gotta, you can't say, you can't really generalize the whole thing. And in, in my right. opinion, you can't right. really generalize the entire company of like 2000 people as all like, you know, abusers. Right. Um, and I would absolutely love to, to see all of the people involved in that to, you know, get their due punishment. But I don't think that, that needs to, I don't think that means that you should punish everybody else that still needs to make a living, you know, that's still just, you know, trying right. to get by and just trying to make cool games. And so I will, I will play it. I'll, I'll yeah. give it a shot. Yeah. Um, you know, I still have plenty of friends that work there and I, I, I want to support them, you know, and I, I don't think it's right for me to like tell them to, you know, <laughs> go quit and, you know, go home <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I will still play. Um, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Um, I might not like, you know, go ham and get a Dragonflight subscription or a subscription mm -hmm. to WoW for Dragonflight. Um, 
But you know, we'll, we'll see. You know, I, I still I still think that they can make some cool games. We playing Overwatch tomorrow, then, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I first... stopped playing Overwatch so long ago. It's I so fu- it's so fun though. I might stream it on my Twitch channel actually, my alt channel, really? Twitch.tv/RyanKubo. Um, you know, it, it it seems like I don't know, it could be fun. But no, I, I I agree with you. I think that's kind of the the good way, the good sentiment sentiment. Yeah. Uh, to 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 look at it for you know you know my thing with Blizzard is that they're just not the same. I mean, even before the allegations, I, you know, I've been a pretty long critic of Blizzard. It's just that every single time Blizzard has come out with a game, I feel like, you know, we're dealing with, like, a, a boomer company, really. And, and, the, and the thing is, like, they don't really take player feedback until it's, like, too little too late. That's my opinion, mm. right? So it's like, mm-hmm. there's things that we've wanted from Overwatch. There's things that we've wanted from Diablo. There's things we've wanted from WoW, right? Hearthstone, every game. And it's like, okay, now we're finally doing it because we're losing player base. But like, until then, it's like, hey, shut up. We're going to do it how we want. We're not going to listen to community feedback. We think we know what's best. You know what I mean? It's almost like this mindset of that. And so my, my concern with all these games is like, yeah, they're going to be fun. Sure. Uh, I'm going to enjoy them. But then how's this game going to stack up a year from now when uh, we're just all pissed off and we don't want to play anymore? You know what I mean? Because, like, that's kind of how it is, unfortunately, you know? Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I I will definitely play it. I mean, obviously, friends are going to play it. Then I will jump on, too, uh, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So we will see what happens. But, yeah, um, a couple other kind of article news uh, that we kind of wanted to give updates to um, uh, as well. One of those updates is the artist artist badges coming. We talked about this, I want to say, a while ago um, that this was um, on the podcast. Or where we talked about this, like, I want to say in October or November. This is a long time ago um, because we were talking about emotes and artists and all this stuff. But uh, it, it has been confirmed that Twitch will be adding what is called an artist badge very soon. Oh, right. Um, it will be added via your roles managers on Twitch, and this is akin to a VIP badge. Now, the difference with this is, though, it has been confirmed that this will not take up the, the channel, the, the slot badge that um, involves mod or VIP. So you can actually, can, uh, which I, I did not know. Uh, people are kind of like, oh, that's that's kind of cool. So basically what mm-hmm. that means is that you can uh, you can still be a mod and have an artist badge or uh, because it will take over that, you know, that slot where, like, you're GlitchCon badge goes, your TwitchCon badge, your Prime badge, your Turbo badge goes. Mm-hmm. Um, initially, right now, you will get five artist badges. That is it. There is no way to unlock more. So keep that in mind for any content creators. It looks like a cute little paintbrush. Um, once it is assigned to said um, person in your chat, so let's say I assign it to Pixel here, um, he, uh, he will have the choice to hide it or turn it off, obviously. But once assigned, it will default, and every anytime he is personally in my chat, it will show him with, let's say, the moderator sword plus the artist badge uh, instead of whatever he's usually doing. So, um, pretty cool little, um, pretty cool little thing, um, I guess. Um, the interesting thing about this is during the leak, it said this, and this is something that people have kind of been glancing over for a while. But it says, uh, "Show your channel's art- artist some love. Assign the artist badge in roles manager and." Give artists credit credit for emotes okay. in your digital asset manager. 
So I thought that was very interesting as well. So it seems like you will be able to actually um, give credit or at least link. It feels like it's probably going to be the Twitch because they want to keep it in the ecosystem. But, I, you know, I'd be able to say, hey, Pixel, who made, you know, these emotes, the, the Kubo Derp and the Kubo Heart or whatever, I'd mm -hmm. be able to actually link his Twitch channel to it. And then for the ones Jill made, I can link her Twitch channel to it. And uh, those should be global. I thought that was very interesting. And that seems to be something that, like, people kind of skipped over because immediately mm -hmm. when I saw this artist badge thing, I saw, like, a bunch of people being like, this isn't enough. There needs to be credit. But I feel like this right. is kind of glanced over. Yeah, this is like a like a small little mention at the end of the things like, you know, there's the big graphic of the paintbrush, which, you know, was kind of like the star of the post. But the real meat and potatoes is absolutely, absolutely the accreditation of like emotes. Um, so this is something that I know that emote artists have been asking for for a very long time um, mm -hmm. because, you know, an artist, I, I think it still like requires you to like input the actual name of the artist like it's not nothing is automatic right so it still requires the streamer to like you know actively and proactively like put that person's name down mm -hmm. um and this is something that is has been asked for for a very very long time mm -hmm. because you know it's, it's really hard to get credit for it you know sometimes yeah. it, it because oftentimes it's like right there in the about section like oh these emotes were done by so and so mm -hmm. and people may not look there. I mean, I mean, no one people... looks, I'm going to say this. No one looks there. I, I can see my analytics. I, no one clicks your stuff below, unfortunately. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, like how many times has like, uh, someone come into a person's chat and like ask them something straight from the FAQ, you know? So like, uh, no one really goes down to check that, check that at least with like, you know, emotes. I'm, I think there's more people, not everybody, but there's more people who are able to click it, and, you know, see more info um so i i think this is going to be great especially if it shows up in like other people's chats too like so if it's a global thing you know yeah so it's, it's probably i would assume it has to be a global thing that would be weird if it's not right but it's also yeah Twitch. yeah so <laughs> like, you know I'll, I'll, this is like one of those things where i'll just have to wait and see but yeah. like i i think this is a really really good step mm -hmm. um to to just kind of give artists credit for mm -hmm. for their work and uh yeah it was with especially like a little tiny little emote like that it's kind of hard to put a name but uh it's now it's uh that's it's a great little step and it's uh sad that it it came about so late in the game yeah uh, another thing that i thought was very interesting that kind of goes unlooked as well that was kind of an un another undocumented change is that now when you are in a different chant when you're in someone else's channel and uh, you post uh, post one of your emotes, let's say, let's or any any emote it doesn't necessarily have to be your emote, but I usually you know do this with my own emotes just to kind of like you know see what happens. I test them out in in, uh, in other channels or whatever. Um, when you click on someone uh, click on someone's emote that's using, it pops up a thing that actually now allows you to follow that person directly from the emote, which I thought oh, was what uh, kind of a kind of an undictated change now to be fair it's the channel that emote is going to and not necessarily and we don't know if that's going to happen so we'll have to test it out and get back to you guys but currently right now it seems like you know it, it allows you to follow the channel that emote comes from directly i'm assuming that there'll be some mention of the artist credit there and you'll click that and it'll take you to their channel but i don't know if it'll allow you to automatically follow said artist directly from clicking that emote so we'll have to see on that but i thought that was kind of a cool little like undocumented change that was like 
Uh, I like had noticed it when I was like using uh, my emotes in a channel. I usually use them in like various channels just to kind of like, hey, what? How's the emote looking? Yeah, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. how's the emote looking and stuff like that. So it, it you know, I, I thought that was kind of a cool little undocumented change that like no yeah. one really like mentioned or like brought up or whatever, which I thought was kind of surprising. Right, right, yeah. This was a great little change. I'm surprised that they just kind of pushed it under the radar. You would think that this would be a little bit more, you know, important than a badge. Yeah, yeah. So we'll definitely have to test this out. It was supposed to come out, I think, last week. For some reason, it's not. I'm knowing Twitch, it's coming mm. out tomorrow because it's Tuesday, um, yeah. and they, they, you know, they're gonna screw us. But uh, yeah, so. Artist badges are coming. Uh, we'll give you updates on that as we test that and see how it is or whatever. Obviously, shout out to Pixel, shout out to Jill. They'll be getting artist badges in my uh, in my channel, and um, you know yeah. maybe I'll I'll throw them on the Kubo channel, Ryan Kubo channel as well for you for you at least. <laughs> I, and I know you, we still have one emote on that channel, and there's nice. still like 20 people <laughs> sub to that channel for some reason. Um, the next thing that I wanted to talk about before we get into, uh, we got a lot to talk about, so sorry, apologies. We have kind of a lot to talk about, about a lot of stuff happened this week on my end, and then we have a big, big kind of announcement, so we're kind of rushing through these topics. We're only 20 minutes in, so we apologize if we're not going through, we're going through these kind of, you know, speed running them. But uh, the next thing I kind of wanted to share, which I think is kind of important, um, which is the last, probably the last piece of Twitch news that we have for today, um, is... Uh, Twitch is testing a new cheering system via direct purchases. This is akin to YouTube Super Chats. Um, if you guys don't know what this is, YouTube has a thing called Super Chats where basically you can donate in increments of, let's say, five bucks um, and you can say a message and the message is highlighted and it gets pinned for a short amount of time on the top of the person's chat and stuff like that. It looks like Twitch is doing the same thing. I'm going to call it super cheers because I don't know what else to call it. So if you guys know the the cheers right now are these little gems, you know, it's like there's a little silver one that I think is one and there's a purple one for a hundred. And then there's, you know, uh, there's all these different colors of gems and stuff, but it looks like they are also going to do, um, what looks like literally yanking from YouTube. But it's very interesting. The leaks show that someone cheered with $1 and it literally says $1. And then, you know, there's a highlighted message, love your stream. So it looks like cheers are are totally being overhauled for this. Um, they say that, that, that there is going to be an 80% cut for creators, but this is hmm. after fees, right? So remember with cheers, remember this, this is kind of confusing, but remember with cheers, if you bought, say, $10 worth of cheers, you were actually paying $12 and then you got $10 right. worth. And then that $10, if you donated all $10, let's say me, I would get all $10. Well, you're not doing this with this because it's actual money. So you're getting, let's say, so we don't know how this is going to work, right? Um, let's say you donate, you, you, you buy a cheer. You're not even buying a cheer. You're it's basically think of this, the super chats as a way that's basically just going to get rid of like donations right mm -hmm. people still use paypal donations or whatever or whatever but basically you you donate a dollar and after fees whatever that fee is 20 percent, 30 percent, who knows we don't know what that actually is actually um then the creator will get 80 percent of that you know what i mean mm -hmm. so it's very interesting because you know they said hypothetically if someone super cheers one dollar and pays twitch with paypal paypal fees would be roughly 52 cents leaving 48 cents left the 80-20 split comes in, so the streamer would get just over 38 cents or 61% capital loss. 
right? Because you got to account Ridiculous. for all, you got to account for the fees from where you're donating from and then like from PayPal. And then you have to account for the fees that Twitch is going to be taking as well. So yeah. it's, it's kind of two fees. So this actually could give uh, less for this. So someone was saying if they super cheer $100 via PayPal, PayPal fees are about $398, leaving $96.02. After the 80-20 split, the streamer will get 7602 or about a 23% capital loss. Mm -hmm. With 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 bits, the capital loss for 100 would only be 20%. So it looks like it's a slight increase about 3 to 3 to 5%. Um, yeah. So right now, this is uh but uh and then the caveat to this is this could be reasonable if this is chargeback protected. I think that's the big plus, right? So that might be, that might be might be the 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 big plus. Uh, right now, bits are chargeback protected, which is the mm -hmm. reason why we've had so many scandals with people, you know, with bits or whatever. And just FYI, subs and gift subs are not, which is kind of crazy. Um, when I cancel subs on Twitch, it actually says like, "Do you want a refund?" And sometimes I'll have the sub for like twenty nine days. So it's mm -hmm. actually it's actually kind of crazy. Um, so we'll have to see um, how this works um, in the future or whatever. Um, it is being tested right now. And just FYI, don't ask me how I know this, but when they say that something is being tested, it usually means that it's for about 1,500 creators or less. So it's a very small pool of people that this is being tested to. So if you are not in this right now, um, like I said, don't freak out. It will probably be coming to you guys soon. But yeah, Pixel. What is your take on all the on all this cheering stuff and, and, and you know all this this new stuff with the the chargebacks and do you think that yeah. this is something that is is beneficial I, you know and what do, what do you think? I, I, there's a lot of things that I'm thinking right now and mm. the first thing is that they are trying to remove the the burden of cost onto the streamers. Mm. So like you know buying bits, you know it costs a dollar forty for every hundred bits. You know, so so the viewer is taking the extra payment. You know, they're they're paying mm -hmm. for the, all the extra fees and stuff like that, mm -hmm. and the streamer gets the full amount. And this is kind of like the reverse, where like you know you're asking viewers to pay the the expected amount or whatever. I don't know what you would call it, but then the right. streamer takes the hit. Right. Um. So it's kind of like a reverse in policy, I guess. Um. I don't know why, but I I, I guess maybe to encourage more people to buy into it i'm not really sure um there's got to be like some sort of like research or evidence for this um and i while i think that it's mostly for like payment protection and stuff like that i don't know how good of a plan this is because i don't know like i i i really feel like it it's less fun i guess do you, do you remember when like it's less gamified yeah because like um do you remember like um when people would have bit cups and you like you would share like like one penny and you drop like a hundred of those things in there or or something something like that can't really do that with this i i would imagine <laughs> yeah um so i i don't know like whether this is actually going to be a benefit i know this is completely to like get rid of like off-site donations like no PayPal donations. They want to get rid of that. I'm, I'm right. to just cut out all of those other um, competitors in a sense mm -hmm. so that they can kind of like make some money off of this. Right. Um, I I think that I would miss the, the current cheer system, to be honest. Mm. I, I don't really like the whole direct payment thing. It just doesn't feel 
Um, I don't know. It just it, it feels like like more impersonal, or it it feels weird to you know. Mm. I don't know. I can't really put into words how how I feel about this, but it just feels a little bit off. Right. And I I don't I don't know. Like I guess we'll have to wait and see like how people react. But I think that I don't know. I don't know if this uh. system is actually going to be used all that much. Yeah. Um, mostly well, also mm. because of gifted subs. Because that right. kind of replaced um, cheering as well, mm -hmm. as, as well as donations. Because I think I I see more gifted subs than anything else. Oh yeah, like cheering. Like I don't think any. It's like with donating. Like I don't see anyone who donates anymore. Like raw money or whatever, unless there's like TTS and it's kind of trolly. You know what I mean? Yeah. The the cheering I don't see as well. I mean, <clears throat> it, it makes a good point. I think you know, I I I think the reason why this changes. Uh, excuse. I think the reason why this change is happening, though, is because of the probably influx of new users users to the site. It is kind of weird, um, I guess, to see mm -hmm. it's like, what do these purple gems mean? You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's that very strange. Sense. But like, dollar amounts is like, oh, I want to donate this guy one dollar. I want to donate this guy five dollars. Like, okay, cool. But then like, you look at like, you look at like the way cheers are set up right now, and it's like, okay, if I want to donate five dollars, I have to buy. Ten dollars worth of bits, but then I only get to. But then I have to put in five hundred for the cheer, and so it seems like it might be a little bit more weird. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I kind of get probably why they did this or whatever. And then like I get, I you know when I used to stream on my other channel and even in the music channel sometimes I get people who like who will cheer and don't really know what it means or like ask me like, hey, what's cheering all about? Like, what is that? You know, so it's like right. this is like a solid dollar amount. It's very obvious what what it means um, The the one thing from the leak shots and we'll update you guys on this is the only the only downside I see to this, to be honest, is like from the leaked screenshots, there is no way to put an other amount, which is kind of annoying, too. So right now it's like choose your amount one, five, ten, fifty, a hundred. Oh. So what if I wanted to donate 15? Can I? Do I then need to buy 10 and 5? Or can I only do 10 or 5? Like, am I able to combine stuff? It, it, it's very mm -hmm. strange how, how that will work um, uh, in the future. We'll have to see that. Um, the promotion right now, like I said, is that the split is 80% to the creator um, after, after processing fees and all that. And then also, I guess the limited promotion is you unlock one sub emote for 10 non-subscribers. There's no word on what that means so we don't know if that's like you the the 10 non-subs will get the emote permanently or this will be a thing where it's like gifted subs where obviously after the sub expires after a month you're gone <laughs> you know what I mean? mm -hmm. the, the emotes you lose the emotes so there's no updates on that as well so i don't know um i i see this more akin to just trying to take out um the donations from say you know uh you know people have on the bottom of their stream or whatever for like hey donate you know what i mean yeah, no, I think you made a good point with the um the influx of new users to the platform because yeah, mm -hmm. it's like having all these bits and stuff like that, it's gonna be like a barrier to entry. You know, there's gonna be fewer people that understand what that stuff is. Like if you wanna get people to your site, you don't wanna have to keep explaining to these new users what that is. Yeah. And that's probably why YouTube chose to go with super chats and just like the raw dollar amount, mm -hmm. just so like it's instantly recognizable that it's their donation and you know how much it is. Right. Um, so I guess it makes sense. Yeah. From a business perspective, but it does, it does feel like the, the, the ecosystem has become, becomes less unique 
Yeah, it, it, this is definitely like something like Amazon streamlined this, like, yo, this is how we're going to do it type of thing. I feel like, you know right. what I mean? Like, this is some Amazon employee who's like, I don't understand. Why can't it just be dollar amounts does not have to be fun game, you know? Right. right. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I will also say it's very interesting, too, because I think one of the things that like really confused people, at least like new users that I encountered, and it's always kind of been confusing, I think even to just normal users is like, it was always weird that it's like, yeah, you get to like, yeah, uh, how do you guys want to cheer with bits? Like there's already two new vocabulary terms right there, right? Like there's mm -hmm. the action of cheering. And when you cheer, you are giving me bits, which are the currency right. for cheering, which is just very strange. And so also with this rebranding, it's it's literally just called cheering or whatever mm -hmm. that, you know, the, the dollar amounts are technically not called bits. They're just mm -hmm. called cheers because I've been in streams where people are like, hey, you know, uh, any any bit donators. And then I've also been in like streams where there people have been like, hey, any cheer donators, because it's like, which word do we use? So I feel like it's just to streamline the process. Um, the interesting thing with this for me personally, and I think for you too, uh, you as well, is that it will be interesting to see what exactly happens when it comes to. Um, like having a storage system with this. Am I able yeah. to buy a $100 cheer and not immediately use it on this content creator? Can I then break up this $100 cheer into, mm -hmm. you know, 100, you know, 100 ones, 100, you know, 25s, 10 10s, 250s? Like it will be very interesting, um, you know, or can I just stack up, you know, $500 worth of, of, of cheer <laughs> and kind of distribute it over a certain amount of time. So that will actually be really interesting to see. Um, there, there's no confirmation on that as well, since this is just kind of a internal limited test. So it, it's very hard, hard to know right now. Yeah, absolutely. And there, it still remains to be seen what happens to people who already have like a bank of bits stored. Like I do, mm -hmm. I actually have like a, a fair amount of it and I don't mm -hmm. know what's going to happen to that when they switch over to this new system i'm assuming yeah. like it'll still be there and it'll be a dollar amount right but, yeah um i don't know exactly what will happen right i mean i'm assuming it has to be some type of conversion rate too i mean remember with like ios you would have to go to the mobile version of tw if you wanted to subscribe on ios you bought what was called sub tokens because of the in-app purchasing or whatever um, mm -hmm. And then they, you know, the, eventually they got rid of the sub tokens and the, all the sub tokens were just converted into um, just normal subs. So it was basically like, hey, you know, you haven't, you know, these are just normal sub tokens now. Uh, they're, they're each valued mm -hmm. at $5 or something like that, you know? So it'll be interesting to see. But um, yeah, let's move on um, to our next, I guess, topics or whatever. We have, we have a couple of things. Um, I had a, I had a crazy week. Uh, some things I can talk about, some things I cannot talk about. But the things I can share with you guys on this podcast is, um, yeah, um, this morning I sold my GR86. Um, That's crazy. You, how, how long have you owned that? January. <laughs> <laughs> so three months. Um, baby, oh, man. baby blue is off to, uh, baby blue is off to, uh, gr greener pastures. Um, and some people are like, you're dumb. Cause you sold the car. Um, you know, I had 1700 miles on it or whatever. Why would you, why would you ever, uh, you know, why would you ever, uh, do that and stuff like that? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you. I got a call this morning actually from, um, from the, um, from the, I should say the local dealership 
from uh, around me. I'm trying to think how to word this so I don't leak anything, right? <laughs> um, from the local dealership around me. And um, they basically um, said that they would buy the car back from me for 40% over what I paid. What? Yes. Uh, when the car has 1,700 miles. And I looked at the car and I said, dang, I really love this car. You know? And then I looked at gas prices. And then I looked at my schedule. And then I looked at how often I have been going to car shows and, and all this stuff. And, uh, you know, racing it or tracking it and stuff. And, you know, just, just FYI, when it comes to the tracking stuff, it's super expensive now. Because basically it takes a full tank to go up there. Have to refill there, which is a full mm -hmm. tank drive around a few times for a few hours. That's maybe another tank. Then I have to drive back down, which is a full tank. Right. So it was getting very, it's very pricey. And then you have to pay to get in. Um, right. And I, and I was like, you know, when is, when are we ever going to, when am I ever going to get this opportunity again to sell a car back to a dealership that I had fun with for 40% more. So I did mm -hmm. it. I, I, I sold the car back this morning around 9am or so. I, I went there and ended up selling the car. Um, Met a guy there, uh, shouts out to him, his name's Jason, super cool guy, I actually found out he was a year younger than me, went to the same high school, um, you know, and stuff like that. Dude, he was telling me, car market, probably not going to slow down, like, be this, it's probably going to still be nuts for about a couple more years, he said. Um, he said that their dealership specifically was getting about 12 new cars a month, um, which is nuts. Lot. Yeah, which is not a lot at all. And he was saying that if uh, there are cars on the lot, but everyone right now wants electrics or hybrids. If they're not mm. electric or hybrids, people are buying them sight on scene while they're in transit and for about 10K over MSRP. So, yeah. Um, they are selling like crazy, like hotcakes. Um, and yeah, he said it's, you know, it's not going to slow down. He doesn't think it's going to be slowing down for another year or two. Um, Toyota just announced actually a few, uh, about a month ago, no new cars in uh, this year coming out. I think one new car is coming out, and it's an EV, and that is it. That I never heard that happening. Yeah. So they don't even do a model refresh. Like they're they... not doing a model refresh this year. It might be like a very light refresh, they said, but not like a crazy like model refresh or design. Wow. They said they're going to look into twenty twenty three and see and see how the the state of suppliers and stuff, um, you know, is. So wow. yeah, so it was crazy. So that was the big thing. So I'm down to one car again. Um, the Tesla people have been asking me I'm what so car. Sorry. Yeah, I'm so sorry. It's a struggle, man. Sometimes I'm like, dang, you know, um, people have been asking me what car I'm going to get. I might get the GR Corolla hatchback. Oh, I think I've seen that one. That Dude. one looks really cool. So it's not coming out until 2023. So we have some time to decide. But um, right now it has. So it comes with four modes. So it's all wheel drive. It's manual only. Uh, there may mm -hmm. be an automatic in the future. But it's uh it's a four door hatchback supposed to compete with basically the the Volkswagen Golf and the the Honda Civic Type R, turboed at three hundred and fifty horsepower. Um, it is gonna start at twenty eight thousand, and uh, it has four it has a few modes, but it has a eco mode, which in eco mode, uh, which is meant to be for normal daily driving, it will get anywhere between thirty five and forty miles combined. Um, it will have a drift mode where all the power will go just to the back wheels. So you can drift the car. It'll have a drag strip mode and then it will have like a racing mode, which is all wheel drive, all four to all the to, to front and back power to front and back. Um, it looks crazy. Um, the car is super lightweight, carbon fiber roof and carbon fiber hood and carbon fiber trunk. So super sturdy, but also super light. 
Dude, you probably just like get one of the first ones off the line and then flip it like a few months Dude, later. I know that's true too. Here's the thing: they're not taking pre-orders for it uh, anymore, and they're only gonna make six thousand a month or a year. Yeah, yeah, that thing's gonna go up in price. Twenty-eight base, like, nah, it's gonna be way more in the aftermarket. It, yeah, it looks sick though, and it's Toyota, so it's super reliable, right? Um, so that might be the car I I I will be getting here in the future. We'll 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 really have to see. It's it's really hard. Um, you know, I love manual cars, but I hate manual cars. So you know, <laughs> it's one of those things where like, not that I can't drive a manual, it's just that they're hella annoying to drive sometimes. Um, but. You know, we will we will see. But yeah, that was the big thing. The the second thing I wanted to update you guys on is because uh, we talked about it last podcast uh, is Benny Hanna, or as I like to call it now, the Benny. You know, and uh, <laughs> the Benny screwed us, boys. Uh, the Benny screwed us. You know, I had so many people messaging me by the way on Friday, viewers, friends, like, dude, how is Benny Hanna? So here's the thing, right? Um, you know, I show up to Benny Hanna. You know, my my friend Jeremy, uh, he hits me up. He goes, "Dog, forgot the gift card." I was like, "Bruh." It's fine. It's Benny Hanna. You know, we'll, we'll we'll see this through. And uh, I get there. Lot is packed. Okay. Um, nope. Wait. Nowhere to park. Literally nowhere to park. I park in a hotel mm. parking lot. They get mad at me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we walk in. Um, we walk in. Sign on the door. Proper attire required. To sit to to enter. I'm like, oh. You know, let, you know, context with this guy's never been to Benny Hanna before. Never stepped into a Benny Hanna before. <laughs> I've just seen the Benny. And I was like, it looks interesting. Walk up to the guy. We're like, yo, we're here for the hibachi thing. He's like, cool. You guys have a reservation? We're like, reservation? Nah, this ain't fancy. I don't say that, but I'm thinking it. He's <laughs> like, nah, it is fancy. You need a reservation. We're not taking walk-ins the rest of the night. And you're not dressed appropriately uh, for the hibachi, you need to be in business casual. Yo, when did Benny Hanna become like the 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 go to place in the last twenty years that I've heard of his existence? All right, like, I fun fact: if you don't know this, Steve Aoki's dad owns this place. That's hilarious. So I wanted to just call up Steve Aoki, and be like, "Yo, dog, I love your DJ sets, but what the heck?" So <laughs> we got denied. Uh, we ended up sitting at the bar and having a couple of drinks, slowest service in history. And we were like, you know what? Let's just make a night out of it. The plan was Benny Hanna, go to this brewery. Now we're going to go to this ramen place. And this ramen place yeah. was a place that Pixel and I went to. Hey, oh, and it, oh, yeah. And it was super dope. By the way, we're trying to decide, do we go to the one Pixel and I went to or do we go to the one that's a little closer? We decided the little closer one. Why? Apparently the one a little closer is better. I don't know. I don't recall. But we go there. Uh, you know, we go there. You know, little little Yelp thing. You know what I mean? They're like... Uh, they're like, you know, put your put your name on the waiting list. We're like, okay, you know, put your name on the waiting list. Then it says check website to see what what uh what you know what where you're at, how long your wait's gonna be. I'm like, okay, whatever, let's go get a drink. So at this point, we're about a drink drink and a half in. We go to another place. We get a drink. We're drinking here. Good times. Um, look at the wait list. It's been about 45 minutes at this point. We're like number 30 on this wait list, and this place sits like 15 people, by the way. So. We get sad and we go, we're not going to go here. So we go to Tokyo table, right? Tokyo table is like this chain. It's like down the street. We end up going to Tokyo table. Um, you know, we get there, we sit down, we're chilling. We're having a good time. We're, we're, we're drinking, uh, you know, it's about 90 minutes in and, uh, finally get a response back. So at this point I'm starving. So I had to eat, but at this point it's about nine o'clock, nine 30, nine 45, 10 o'clock. Um, and 
uh, Benihana bust, and then this ramen place also a bust. It's like they got back to me like two hours later. It's like, ridiculous. Oh, your, your table's ready, right? So I was like, whatever. You know, we're in there. We're you know we're talking, we're hanging out, and uh, table seating kind of awkward. And uh, these you know these people come up to us, these three uh, very friendly ladies, and they start talking to us. And they're like, yo, what up? I'm like, what to do? And, uh, you know, we're feeling ourselves. And I'm like, yo, we should do karaoke. And my friend Jeremy's like, yo, I'm down to do karaoke. These girls are like, yo, we're down to do karaoke. I'm like, all right, let's go do karaoke. So we pay for the bill. You know, we go upstairs. And uh, there's a karaoke place up there. And we, we walk in. It's a very fancy karaoke place. And uh, we're like, you know, I walk up to the guy. And I was like, I was like, yeah, we're here to do some karaoke, baby. Let's do this. He's like, okay, we got to put you on the wait list. Uh, we'll text you in the, when it's no, done. No. I'm like. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. He's like, he's like, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, he's like, yeah, you know, great place. He starts, he's, you know, right. Doesn't even tell me how long the wait's going to be, by the way. But he starts off. He immediately goes, yeah. So you guys might want to get some drinks or go get some dinner somewhere or something like that. And I go, oh, we already did. He goes, oh, well, the wait time right now for a room is uh, three hours. It's freaking <laughs> like nine o'clock, like nine thirty. Place closes at like two. So this dude's saying, like, we won't be there until, like, 12.30. So I was like, nah, we out, dog. So we leave. We go on Yelp. We find another place down the street that's karaoke. I call Blake, My friend Blake's there. He calls the place. He's like, yo, save us a table. Guy's like, I got you. So we go to this place. Room's kind of small. Girl kind of followed us. We were like, you know what, girls? Later. Giga Chad move. We're just like, later. Oh, no, you know what happens? We get there. Their friends guys are also. Night. No, their, guys, their friends are coincidentally there. Uh. So they're like, they're like, yo, you know, it's a thing. Um, you know, we're like, okay, go hang out with your friends. Lovely, lovely to meet you. You know what I mean? Um, at, you know, at this point, you know, I'm kind of feeling myself or whatever. I basically go up to this guy and, uh, somehow he recognizes us. I don't recall how, um, and I slap him 50 bucks and I go, I want some soju. And, uh, this dude's like, well, a bottle of soju is like 15 bucks. Uh, so I'm like, okay, so like 50 bucks gets us like three bottles. You know what I'm saying? But then he's like, for you, I'll give you like eight. <laughs> okay. What? So he gives us like eight Three bottles of soju. Eight. Yeah. So he gives us like eight bottles of soju. We're in our room. You know, first song, what do we sing? Joji, slow dancing in the dark. You know, we're rocking it. We're killing it. Our friend Eli comes out out of nowhere. Um, you know, we're killing it. I don't remember. Time passes. It's 2.30 in the morning. I got to get home. Um, you know, so, you know, responsible, you know, responsible. I, I make my way home or whatever. Um, the last thing I remember before I pass on my bed after taking my dog out very briefly is I set an alarm to wake me up in the morning because I had a I had some stuff going on in the morning, which unfortunately got canceled. Um, but I didn't realize that I had set my alarm to surround sound. So it goes off on all my Google homes and that I had set it to uh, the song uh, Astronaut in the Moon, which is like a trap rap song. So at 7 a.m. in the morning, I just woke up to a vibe. So woke up like I went to bed at two thirty. Woke up at seven. Um, drank, had a bunch of water. Went on a two mile run. Came back and started washing my car at like nine ten o'clock until like one one or two in the afternoon. Great rest of the day. No hangover whatsoever. No, I don't get hangovers anymore, man. Like I I know my limit when it comes to like drunkenness. Um, and so I know when to start it like curve it. Like I, I don't know the last time you've like drank or anyone out there else has has been drunk before. But there's usually a a point where you're at this you're at this drunk limit, and there's this point where you know if you're gonna if you take one more drink you're puking the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. But if you stay at this level, you're not gonna puke the rest of the night. And so I know that very well. 
Okay. And so just had a little self-control and, you know, was doing that and took the responsibilities of getting home and safely, obviously, and all that stuff. And, yeah, we're all good. So, uh, yeah, that ended up happening. Lit time. I'm telling this. I'm saying this right now, mostly to Pixel. So everyone else, you know, if you're not a mutual friend of me, do not show up. We are doing a karaoke night. We are doing karaoke for my birthday. Okay. We're, we're, we're inviting like 20 people. We're doing karaoke. Everyone has to sing a solo song. I'm just kidding. We're not going to sing solo song, but we're doing karaoke for my birthday. Hands down. All right, cool. Bring on Bohemian Rhapsody. Let's go. Let's yeah, go. I'm down. We were singing that song too. We were singing Bohemian Rhapsody. We were singing uh, a bunch of rap, Jack Harlow. We were singing uh, Shelter by Porter Robinson. At some point, I think we sang My Chemical Romance. Uh, we got the Backstreet Boys on deck. Like We have everything. Like we, we literally are constructing a playlist of karaoke songs on Spotify right now just so that we have wow. those, those songs that we know that you can pull out and bust out whenever you go do some karaoke. Such a fun night. Screw Benny Hanna, you know, screw the Benny. Yeah, screw Benny Hanna. Dude, seriously, screw Benny Hanna. If we, if you know, if we had gone to Benny Hanna and gone, went, you know, whatever, we would not have gone and had a magical moment of just singing out with the bros and screaming. Um, also, to anyone following my Instagram, I deleted all those videos because I do not remember posting them. I don't know if you saw my Instagram story, <laughs> uh, Pixel. I think I, I, I didn't see it. Like, you must have, like, deleted it before I saw it. Yeah, but, like, the next morning, I, like, woke up and there's just this one where I'm, like, recording it on my phone and I'm just, like... Uh, like like slow dancing in the dark baby and i'm just like singing this slow dancing song and like woo like this stuff i don't remember any of it any the of all, it the, the so only I, thing that i, I nuked from, it just in case the only thing i remember that from that night was you were dming me and i had absolutely no idea what you were trying to say i don't even remember what i dm i think i was just like yo i'm drunk and then i was like yo we're at karaoke or something I and i was like i'm not gonna re- i think i said like i'm not gonna remember this tomorrow morning Maybe, but it just looked like All you right. just face rolled across like the. Oh the yeah, phone. probably. I'm, I'm gonna like, look at my Discord saying? DMs on mobile. This might cut Pixel off because Discord is weird like that. But um, we'll we'll, we'll have to send up do do okay message okay. It, this was like, oh gosh, we send so many messages. Um, let's see. Uh, like we talked about this. Ago. Yeah, we talked about something I can't I can't talk about um about the thing uh we talked about uh some stuff uh okay hold on because i here it is benny hana tomorrow with the boys so uh let's see i'll check it later yo benny okay okay yeah yeah, yeah. so uh i said we drink i'm drunk uh screaming katorjur which i think i meant karaoke i think i meant screaming karaoke and then you said, sounds like you're having fun, lol. And I said, met random P-E-P-P-O-L-R. I think I met people. Uh, met random people, which was the girls. And then at 11.30, I said, I won't. I W-N-T-R-M-E-M-E-B-E. This T-O-M-O-W-O-W-T-N. I think I meant, I won't remember this tomorrow. Uh, you even, like, decode that. Yeah, I, don't I, won't, know. I won't remember this tomorrow is what I meant. See, the problem is... Uh, when I drink, I, I, I do swipe to swipe to type because it's too much of a hassle to like type it out. Uh-huh. And I think it was just like I was just doing this and it was like, what the hell are you doing? And I thought it just made sense. And then you didn't <laughs> respond until the next morning. You said, I saw your last message last night. And I was like, yeah, this guy needs to sleep it off. <laughs> and I said, I went on a I, I slept for five hours and went on a run. Lol. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I was like. I don't think I'm going to get any kind of meaningful conversation here. It would have been a great meaningful conversation. Here, I'll say, <laughs> I'll say this, though. It was so fun 
like the, the here's the thing and i this is why i hate social media and i i get it if you're a social media person shouts out to you you you're you're killing it get that bag i am a firm believer in that if you are having so much fun you will forget to social media mm-hmm. right like if yeah. you're in the moment you're having so much fun and it was it was one of those nights where i was just having a good time i didn't feel the need to like dm people or whatever um and you know it was just it was just a good time it was a fun time but yeah i, mm-hmm. I definitely want to go back with the boys so so super fun time but you know, that's kind of the, the Kubo adventures for this weekend while Pixel was very concerned, probably at home, thinking that I was dying. <laughs> and he's like, maybe this yeah, is the last much. message that uh, I ever hear from this guy, and we probably have to cancel Monday's podcast. Uh, yeah, that's the first thing on my mind. Oh, I'm going to have to cancel the podcast. <laughs> You're like, I got to get a stream key so I can record <laughs> the podcast. Um, anyway, let's move on to the big topic. Um, you know, I, I actually don't know how much we'll have to say about this. Um, it, it, you know, I have my takes on this and I, I think it's, uh, it's pretty interesting that the internet and the internet freaking out about this, but you know, a few months ago, Elon Musk ended up buying 9% of Twitter and was ended up on the Twitter boards. Uh, and uh, last week he jokingly said that he would buy Twitter for the share price of $53 and 48 cents to which he then, um, Apparently did do it. And uh, this morning, we this morning later, you know, late this afternoon, it was announced that, um, you know, Elon has purchased Twitter for forty four billion dollars. Um, part of that from a loan, part of that from his own cash and that he is taking the company back private, which I thought was very, yeah. very interesting um, with this. The interesting part about this, which I didn't think was going to get that much controversy, was how much backlash he got from this. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I I was very surprised with that. You know, and uh, but yeah, I, I kind of wanted to get, get your take on it, Pixel, obviously. And, uh, you know, my my whole stance with this is that I'm kind of confused why he's getting so much backlash just because of how much he's innovated everything over the years. Right. Like he basically took the stagnant car market and electric market, totally reinvented it. You know, space exploration, totally reinvented that and, and created something great out of it. Um, you know, boring company created some really unique stuff there. And he's also combating like ISPs with like Starlink. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I, I get the concerns, but I feel like, you know, he, if he could reinvent, you know, social media in, in this way, it'll be very interesting. And I think also people don't like change. So they see this change and they kind of jump the gun with assumptions. We don't know how much he's going to be actually hands on with this. You know what I mean? I'm assuming he's just going to have a board of underlings working on this. We don't know how directly he's going to be involved with this. Um, right. So, it, it, you know, I think we we should, you know, cast our judge. I think people are judging a little bit too quickly. But. Pixel, what's your take? What, what do you think of all this? This is this is a weird one to me because like yeah, it's bizarre, it's just bizarre. Because <laughs> uh, like uh, you don't see something happening happening like this every day. Like some rich billionaire just decides to buy up an entire company, like especially one as big as Twitter. Um, and it's you know I I think the the backlash is the inherent distrust that people have of billionaires and the amount of power that they wield. And so they're just going around like buying up everything and like with all of the all of the troubles in the world that, you know, they're just buying up like um, this company that's worth forty five billion dollars or whatever, or however much that. Um, yeah, 40, Elon... 44 billion buyout, biggest deal, uh, making it the biggest deal to turn a company private. Yeah. And the thing I think that is um, a little bit concerning from what I've read is that it is a. um it is a means to express yourself. It's like it's a means of communication and stuff like that for a lot of people. And yeah, it's like a town hall, basically. In yeah, my opinion, and yeah. and I think that people are worried that if one person controls all of that, then um, the um, 
the power that that has it it, it it's too much per- power for one person to have because like he can control the means of, of that communication right yeah um so i think that that is the the big issue of it being private because you have to wonder that like what is his agenda like what is what is his right. intention with this company for you sure know, he he he's definitely going to have to try and monetize this in some way you know to get like some sort of money back from this i, I mean, can't imagine him buying it just because I, I i don't know i think the power i mean twitter's never really made money right i think the power in my opinion the power of twitter is the influence it holds yes. when it comes to influencing the masses and i mean he makes tons of money like both like both separately spacex and tesla are a trillion dollar companies right okay, so i um, wonder so... I, I wonder if like he doesn't even need isn't even looking to make money from it and that's i i so i get the concern and the fear there for sure because i agree with you you know yeah i mean like uh, that's also another thing that um is is a good point because like um the twitter is a way to maybe like boost other things too because you know if you've seen elon's tweets uh about like dogecoin and stuff like that you know he's just like he's memeing he memes a lot and he doesn't want to like be able to be restricted in that regard Yeah, and those memes also affect things too like Dogecoin yeah exactly spikes or goes down or whatever he talks about you know and i think that's another fear where like you know uh who moderates this you know can he just post these things you know without mm. getting um something else involved like is he gonna be um memeing about dogecoin again and doing another pump and dump i don't know Right. Um, so like, I, I, there's a lot of questions about like what he plans to do with this thing. I have no idea. Um, yeah, I'm not smart he could enough. Inno- he could, he could innovate. He could like, you know, or run it into the ground. I have absolutely no idea, Yeah. but I, I, I yeah. do think that, yeah, we, we are looking at this a little bit too early. Mm-hmm. Um, is my life going to be drastically affected if Twitter goes away? Not really. <laughs> yeah. I think like the other thing too, people are fearing is that like, um, you know, which is a controversial statement, but de-censorship of the platform because certain groups of people, I should say, politically or not politically, uh, have been banned off Twitter in recent years. And so I think, you know, there's controversy, too, of like, is he going to allow those certain people to come back or that allow that type concern. of or allow that that type of stuff to foster? And I have my hot take on that, which I'm not really comfortable to, to share, but it, you know, it kind of goes both ways. It, it, it's hard when dealing with like, quote unquote, like freedom of speech, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it, it, that, that is a big concern with that as well. You know what I mean? Uh, I think that's like the majority of what I've seen. Maybe the fear has been so far, you know? I think that like, yes, there, there has been like legitimate reasons to ban people off platforms. Mm-hmm. Like, um, especially when uh, inciting violence is one of them. So I think that is a valid reason. Mm-hmm. Um, whether Elon's going to bring that back, I, I have absolutely no idea. I mm. I worry when he says things like, you know, um, or if he, if, I mean, I don't know if he said this, but if he intends to bring um, a more, like, uh, more freedom onto the platform, what that means. Um, mm. And I don't know. That's kind of like a double-edged sword. Yeah, yeah. I think there's inherent moral values that people are, uh, that are people are very obvious to what those should be when it comes to like freedom of speech and inciting violence probably isn't something that should be allowed on any platform in general, right? Like every platform that claims like, oh yeah, we have, you know, freedom of of talk. It's like there's, there's things that are very 
obvious as to what you can and can't say. It's just, it's just obvious. You know what I mean? Um, side note, I was watching a movie. It's called Super. It's by the guy James Gunn. It's a superhero movie that James Gunn did before the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Um, mm-hmm. It's rated R. It stars Rain Wilson, Liv Tyler, and um, I forgot her name, Ellen Page. And um, it is a movie about the superhero. And his last speech to this guy was basically he's trying to, like, kill this guy who basically is, like, doing bad things to kids and selling drugs and killing people. You know what I mean? And the guy's like, what moral compass do you have? You're just a normal person because, like, Rain Wilson's character doesn't even have superpowers. And he's all like, it's obvious. Like, you can't do this to kids. You can't kill people. You don't harm people with your words. You don't incite violence. These are the moral laws that have been ingrained in society for years. You don't make the rules. You can't change those rules. And then he kills them. Right? And Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, and, uh, you know, I just watched it, like, um, a couple days ago. But I was kind of like, that. you know, that kind of resonates with me here. Because I get what Elon's trying to say. I want more freedom on the app. But inherently, there are things that you and I know that everyone knows generally as humans that we know is not good to do. <laughs> we don't. We mm-hmm. know inherently is not right, regardless of, in my opinion, if you are on this side of the agenda or this side of the agenda or whatever. There's just inherent things. You don't do these types of things to children. You don't, you know, incite these type of things with people, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't know. Uh, you know, I kind of take that comment with like a grain of salt. Like I said, at least for now, it's just too early to decipher what that means. And I feel like people are kind of digging into it a little bit too much, in my mm-hmm. opinion. But it'll be interesting to see what happens with Twitter for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I am curious to see what comes of it because, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, like there could be a lot of innovation that comes from it. You know, it could be yeah. kind of interesting to see. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm withholding judgment for now. I'm, I, he, Elon has done so much crazy stuff with Tesla, SpaceX, boring company. Like, I'm just curious at this point. Like, okay, yeah. well, what's he going to do next? Yeah, it, it's also kind of funny because one of the things was like he a long time ago, a couple of years ago, he wanted to try to get this Twitter account banned that was called like, where's Elon now? And it was this guy who was basically just like logging and recording where Elon's private jet was going. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they, it's they, so funny because someone was like, someone was like, he bought Twitter just to ban that guy. Because <laughs> like Twitter basically set or like Twitter basically responded to him and said, like, we're not going to ban this account. That's yeah, that's really. I mean, okay, so because like this guy has the freedom to post this type of stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a, that's a real okay. That's the so that's I thought a it was kind of funny to a court. Yeah, I know, because... and I just I just thought it was funny that like it's like oh now he just bought you know when you're a billionaire you just buy it and ban the dude you know and he's like actually yeah. he, he makes the company public again. It'd be really funny. That, that's one way to get back at someone like that wronged you or something like that. It's like you go yeah. to a restaurant and get a bad meal and you buy up the chain just to fire a waiter kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting. I was reading this excerpt from this article and it's just so funny how like, you know, companies work and stuff like that. But basically, um, you know, Elon Musk revealed on April 4th, 2022, that he had bought 9.1% of Twitter for 2.64 billion in cash. In response, Twitter's stock rose by as much as 27% and Twitter... Twitter shares experienced the uh, largest surge since Twitter's IPO in 2013. Musk was offered a seat on Twitter's board of directors as part of the deal that prohibited him from acquiring more than 14.9% of the company, but Musk decided not to join the board. Uh, not to join the board. Musk then made an unsolicited offer on April 14th to acquire Twitter for $43 billion and take the company private. In the context of the uh, in the context of restrictions on internet platforms set by governments across the world, Musk said Twitter should match the laws of the country and focused instead on Twitter's moderator policy, uh, etc. Interesting enough, 
The same day, Twitter's board introduced a poison pill strategy, which would allow shareholders to buy additional stock should a hostile takeover occur as a means to block Musk takeover on April 15th. On April on on April twenty fifth, it was reported that Twitter had pre- was prepared to accept Musk's offer. It's just so funny to me. Like that is so funny to me that like on April fifteenth, they like they literally did like a poison like a poison pill strategy. So if you guys don't know like the what a poison pill strategy is or whatever, it basically allows like other like other shareholder. It's kind of like considered like a defense tactic, right? And it's very mm-hmm. controversial because it allow it will it allows shareholders to buy more stock uh from the company that they already own and sometimes at a discounted bulked price right so Mm -hmm. it's like hey if you buy one percent it's this much but if you buy five percent it's this much right and it's Mm -hmm. it's literally a way and it's very controversial because it's a way to kind of shut out new board members right because it's it's like it and and usually it only is a kit and usually the way it works is it grandfathers in older board members so elon joins the board and then all of a sudden they poison pill and say okay all the all shareholders who have been with the company for more than one week right which let's say elon was only around for five days right you Mm -hmm. now have two days to buy as much uh, more shares that you want and at a discounted price so they can leverage their power to you know restrict elon's influence or the new share the new board members or board of directors influence it's very interesting tactic it's a defensive tactic it's just funny that happened on the 15th and then 10 days later musk still buys out the company and so it's so much power man yeah and so also it's very interesting because you know there's also controversy with that right because that could it's not considered in the eyes of the law as like short selling, right? Because now all like you know, a bunch of guys just bought Twitter stock, bought more shares, right? For cheaper, possibly mm-hmm. more than they should uh, own, but the company's allowing it. And then ten days later, you still sell the company, but you just bought shares at a discounted price. Very interesting, you know what I mean? But yeah, it, 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 it's a loophole mm-hmm. that effectively has happened with these big corporations. That's technically legal to do, which is very interesting. Right. Right. Man, that's really that's if there's a lot of I'm sure there's a lot of backroom deals going on about like this whole buyout, because like. If you think about it, why would Musk buy 10 percent only for the price of the company to rise like 20 percent or 20 dollars? Yep. And then he goes out and buys it and buys the entire company at like 50 something dollars per share when he yeah. could just bought the entire thing in the first place for a discounted rate. Yeah, Musk is crazy. We all know this, um, yeah. you know. <laughs> The, the the thing that, you know, that is a concern to me through all of this that I kind of want to at least end my statement on. Uh, we can keep going with yours. I don't I don't care, um, you know, as long as we need to. But is um, I'm con- I'm concerned with who Musk secured the other half of this financing from. That's my big concern, right? Because basically the deal, as we know of right now, is that he, he offered some in cash and some of it came from he secured financing from this, uh, from other places. You know what I mean? What does that mean? Uh, you know, well, who financed this? You know what I mean? That's my concern as well, because they're going to have a mm-hmm. lot of oversight in this. You know what I mean? They would be part owners, I'm assuming. Um, so that information should be made public when when the sale actually happens. I think I'm pretty sure right, like, right, all right. the all this stuff gets put in front of the oh, SEC. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah, for sure. I just, it will be interesting to see who it was because that is right. going to affect my judgment on the future of the social media platform as well as with Elon and what he's going to do. Yeah, because there are definitely some companies out there that would be very, that would be a very big red flag. Yeah, and 
it will be interesting as well to see what actually Musk does on this. You know, this is not the first time that we've seen a, um, and this is the largest for sure, but this isn't the first time that we've seen a billionaire kind of buy things kind of erratically. Um, if you guys don't know, um, you know, Jeff Bezos owns the Washington Post. Mm -hmm. um, so he owns that, but he allows it to run independently. Um, a lot of his investments he allows just to run independently. He just kind of dumps money into it. But there has been, you know, interesting Washington Post articles that kind of lean in favor of Amazon that have been showing up, you know, since they've been bought, obviously. So it's very interesting to see where this is going to go and how hands on or hands off Elon will be on this, because I don't know how that guy does everything. Right. He does. Right. Yeah, it, it all remains to be seen. Um he seems to be fairly hands-on with everything that he does. Yeah. Um, so I I really think that he's going to, you know, take an active approach to this because I yeah. think he really does feel very strongly about the platform mm -hmm. and he wants to mold it in his own like kind of perception. Mm -hmm, for sure. He he's he's a I, I think he that he's a very um it might have a negative connotation, but I think he's a very controlling person. Yeah. And he really wants to do something like, uh, you know, like most eccentric billionaires do that. He wants to like change and mold reality to fit him and, yeah. and his his needs or his wants. Yeah. So we'll definitely give you updates on it. I mean, I'm still I mean, here's the thing with me. I have been downscaling my social media use a lot. So for me, I don't think I'll see an impact on it personally from day to day. I try not to read Twitter or look at Twitter that much just because it's it, it's like brain rot, basically. It really um, is. So, you know, I usually just post stuff about the music or post things about updates. Um, you know, if you, you know, I guess plug, we can, you know, I know you don't post a lot, but I'll plug my Twitters, you know, uh, twitter.com slash Ryan Kubo. Um, it's mostly just updates about music. Very rarely a post that. I actually have an alt Twitter that I don't really mention a lot. But it's uh, twitter.com slash other Ryan Kubo, O-T-H-E-R-R-Y-A-N-K-U-B-O. And that's kind of just the one where I just kind of like say random rants or vent about stuff or just random obscure tweets uh, that don't clutter the main timeline. So if you guys do want to follow, go, you know, go to that. But I don't really post on social media anymore. But yeah, uh, Pixel, I don't know if you want to shout out your Twitter. It only seems fitting to do so after this Twitter rant. <laughs> what is my Twitter handle? I, I don't know. It's uh, it's Pixel Pusher 101 without the underscore. There you go. So uh, all that's linked down below. But yeah, I think that's going to be it, guys. We went through a lot. Uh, Try to keep the episode fairly, you know, the same length. So we did good. Pat's on the back with us. Pixel, shout hey. out to your neck. Hopefully you can go. Shout out to my neck. Yeah, go get that repaired. You know what I mean? It, that thing needs support. Uh, Hopefully it's nothing like super serious and it's not like bad. You know, Um, hopefully. I I need to go eat my delicious dinner of um, broccoli and uh, hard-boiled eggs and go for mm. a three-mile run on the elliptical. So that that's is my fun. my plan for the night. But uh, but yeah, anyway, that's going to leave leave it all up for us, guys. That's all we got for you this week. Thank you guys so much for listening, as always. We'll be back hopefully next Monday in May, I think, right? Next next May. Uh, yeah. First uh, Monday in May. Yeah. We're, uh, we're getting there. But, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for hanging. Thank you guys so much for chilling. I will catch you guys uh, in the next one. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you then. Peace. See you guys.